This is the About IBD podcast, and I'm your host, Amber Tresca. Welcome to another installment of my limited series, The Summer of Activism, which is designed to inspire you, but also give you the tips and ideas you need to go out into the world and create positive change for people living with inflammatory bowel disease. A little about me. I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis at the age of 16. I'm a writer, editor, and patient educator who specializes in digestive disease. You can learn even more about me and my disease journey by visiting my website at aboutibd.com. On my trip to Washington, D.C. in December of 2018 during Crohn's and Colitis Awareness Week, I had the privilege of attending a congressional briefing that was organized by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. This briefing was to discuss some research that showed how IBD affects minority populations. To put a picture in your mind, it reminded me a little of a press conference. At the briefing, several physicians spoke about the science behind the study, and my friend and frequent traveling partner, Brooke Abbott of the Crazy Creole Mommy Chronicles, gave an account of how IBD affects her life. I asked her to talk to me about what it was like to speak at a congressional briefing and why she approached it a little differently than she does other events. Brooke, you and I were in Washington, D.C. in December for Crohn's and Colitis Awareness Week, and you spoke at a congressional briefing. And it was interesting. It really wasn't what I expected a congressional briefing to be. Can you describe what a congressional briefing is? Well, there are different ones. Um, The one that we were doing was a briefing on a study. And and basically, let's just start from the beginning. Let's take the words congressional briefing. It is literally briefing the Congress on a particular subject. And so sometimes you have what what we see on C-SPAN or ABC News, where there's a whole panel of a committee of uh, senators or congressional members, and then there's a person testifying. And that is that's a testimony and that's also a briefing in a way. Um, but then there are these that are a little bit smaller and a little bit more intimate. With the one that we did, we spoke to mostly uh, legislative staff and um, members of the Crohn's and Colitis Caucus. I was able to tell my story and the doctors were able to speak on um, the information that they have. And so it, it just led for a more intimate Q&A type of thing. How did it happen that they asked you to speak at this briefing and what was the topic? So I have volunteered for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation on and off for many years. And um, the briefing itself was on the minority report in IBD. And it was a study that was conducted by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation that was uh, funded by research and development of certain pharmaceutical companies and the NIH. Because I am a woman of color living with IBD, um, I think that they thought it best for me to be able to, as a patient, uh, relay what it is actually like, kind of bring the study to life. You are a very experienced speaker, so that's not necessarily what the challenge was here. But I feel like you may have prepared a little bit differently than you would for another type of a speaking engagement. Can you go through what your preparation was like? Yeah, I had to dig in a little deep. Um, You know, usually when we're speaking, uh, we're speaking about policy, we're speaking about IBD in general, I may give a brief synopsis of my story. um, But for the most part, I'm very objective. And for this, I had to get very personal. And I had to bring up some of the more dramatic parts of my story to 
be completely transparent and vulnerable with these legislators and their staff so that they get a better understanding of what it really is like living with IBD, the highs and lows. Because I think to look at us, it can be a little deceiving to see me standing there. And actually that day that I was standing there, I was extremely sick. I didn't know that I had cellulitis, but I knew I was feeling very terrible. I had also had a pouchitis flare up. So it was interesting because I think I brought that up at the end of the briefing. Like you are looking at someone who is currently in the state of a flare up and none of you knew that for the entire time that I was speaking. And I, I think that sometimes when the legislators are looking at uh, bills and pieces of legislation, they are reading it, they are seeing the numbers, they cannot connect the numbers to a story. And that's why it's so important that we always emphasize that people should share their stories with legislators because they need to, when they see those numbers, they need to be able to see a face. So yeah, that was a little different for me. I I think I even got a little bit emotional um, just because those are things that I try not to dwell on and I try not to talk about. But for this, it was it was it was necessary. This has been a theme, I think, throughout this series that I've done this summer of activism. That it is something where you need to bring up the more dramatic parts of your story in order to make an impact and to illustrate how these diseases affect our lives. When in our normal day to day, perhaps we downplay it a little bit for our own comfort, for the comfort of people around us. So it's a little bit discongruous to go and sort of give the unvarnished truth to, frankly, strangers. And in doing this podcast, I often reflect on the fact that I'm asking people to share their stories with me and then with our listeners, and that I'm asking them to relive some of the perhaps worst things that have ever happened to them. How did you feel while you were standing there and telling your story in sort of a way that perhaps you've not done it before? Well, I think one tell was the fact that I was reading my script. I had created a speech and I was reading it. Most of the time, I mean, you know me very well. I kind of speak off the cuff. I know what I'm going to say and I have an outline in my head, but I'm able to time myself very well. I'm able to get all the facts and information out, but I usually speak looking at someone. And and in this particular case, I was looking down at a speech and I was making sure that I was hitting everything perfectly as it needed to be said. And and the reason for that was because I knew I was going to get emotional. I knew I wasn't feeling well, A, and B, I knew I, I was going to get emotional. And I didn't want... I didn't want to miss anything. I wanted them to hear everything. I wanted them to get the full picture. And I think also I was a little bit more, my personality was a little stripped, I think. I think that I, I get very colorful and I'm, you know, I talk with my hands and I make faces and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very, um, I don't know, I, I, I interact with the people that I'm speaking with. And for this particular thing, I think I was a little bit more conservative. And I think it's because I took it so personal and I took it so serious. Not that I don't take anything else serious. I think that, I think that if you've been in a room with me when speaking with legislators, I think you know how serious I am and how important it is to me. But this was so personal. There was no room for me to be objective. And I needed them to 
feel what I was saying more so than, than hear it, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. So it was a very different way of communicating and you felt it was necessary to communicate in that way for that particular event. Absolutely. I, I think that they just, they needed more than the story. You know, people of color are not highlighted in the IBD community um, as we should be. And the fact that they had to create a separate study just so that certain things could get funded by the government um, to help people of color have a better quality of life was also kind of annoying (laughs) and frustrating. And I think that I needed them to understand that too, that um, I'm very tired of always having to have these separate studies or these separate conferences or the separate histories for women and for Latino people and for Black people and for Asian people and Native Americans. I mean, we're constantly having to separate ourselves and highlight and saying like, hey, we're here too. We're part of this disease. We are part of this group. We need you to hear us. But we have to like separate ourselves and put a big fat highlight on it and and in order to do that. And, you know, some people are like, well, you know, just include it. Well, we do include it and then it gets lost. We had to have a, a, a whole campaign. There was a whole campaign for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation on minorities this year for Crohn's and Colitis Awareness Week because in the past, I have seen very few people of color be, be recognized and, and introduced in some of their campaigns. And it's not purposeful. I think that People just don't, if you're not affected by it, then you just don't think about it. So yeah, I I needed that. We needed to be recognized and um, I needed them to understand that I have felt hidden by the community and by Congress for so long. So this was a push to bring people of color more to the forefront and to shine a light on the fact that people with color do live with IBD. This briefing was a little bit different in that way. What was the follow-up like? Is there anything that you can share in terms of anyone that you connected with after that? Good, bad, and different? Um, the follow-up is pretty much the same for every legislative meeting. Um, you know, you well, this was a little bit different because there were people in there that I didn't sit with one-on-one. Some people gave me their business cards, some people didn't. Um, so that's a little bit different, but the follow-up was pretty much the same. Thank you for coming to the congressional briefing. Have you been able to look over blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Some people emailed back, some people didn't. I think the, what, what was interesting and what the feedback was that I got for this was people did not associate IBD with it affecting people's personal lives and careers and relationships. I pretty much lost everything. And I think that most people associate losing everything and high costs of medical care with uh, diseases like HIV, AIDS, um, cancer, things like that. And for some reason, they don't associate that with a chronic condition like IBD. I think that's true. We in the community talk about IBD being a family disease 
but I don't think it's really thought of that way outside of the community. And what I liked a lot about your talk was that you brought that in. Do you want to just give a really brief overview of the highlights that you touched on during that talk? Sure. Um, I talked about the dynamic between um, my mother and I, who is a very health conscious person and suddenly had a daughter with a GI disease that she didn't, you know, let have salt and sugar and all those things for most of her life. Um, I talked about the dynamic that shifted um, between me and um, the father of my son and how our whole relationship did a complete flip. I talked about the lack of information and lack of education that I had about IBD for so long and how that ended up affecting my health. Um, I talked about the lack of representation and how that also affected how um, I saw IBD and how I worked with my doctor and how my doctors responded to me in the beginning. And I talked about the effects that it has has and had on my child and also the growing of my family. How the lack of medical care in the beginning really did affect um, my family, both in the growth of my family, the finances of my family, and all of those things. And just being the fact that, you know, I am a productive citizen. I went to school. I pay my taxes. I volunteer. I've never been arrested. Like, I am a very upstanding citizen, if I do say so myself. I've literally, I've never ditched class. I, that's who... <laughs> <laughs> I am the nerdiest of all nerds. I, you know, did things in the way that where they were supposed to be done. And suddenly I didn't have everything. And when I needed to lean on my government that I had invested in so much, my government turned its back on me. And that was, I think, the biggest thing was that I invested, my parents invested in me so that I could be a productive citizen. And and I invested in myself so that I could invest in my country. And my country didn't invest back in me when it came to healthcare. I was so privileged to be there to see you speak. Thank you for your activism. Thank you for constantly teaching me personally. And thank you for sharing all of this with me so that I can share it with other listeners who can then hopefully use it to spur their own activism in the IBD community. Thank you for having this platform and thank you for always letting me come on and talk for longer than I should. <laughs> well, this is wonderful. This is a beautiful addition to our Summer of Activism series. And so, and closing it out, I think, for the summer. So thank you so much. Hey, super listener. Thanks for letting me in your ears. At the briefing, Brooke spoke about her life with IBD in a frank and intimate way that took so much courage. It's one thing to tell your story to a few people in a senator's office or at a patient education event, but it's completely different when the stakes are so high. And as you know, because your life is also touched by IBD, our stories are extremely personal. IBD teaches us to be tough and it's challenging to allow ourselves to be vulnerable. I'm including a link to the video of the briefing as well as all of Brooke's social media information in the show notes. 
If you have questions about anything related to living with IBD, you are welcome to get in touch with me. You can find me everywhere on social media as About IBD, or you can use the handy contact me form on my website at aboutibd.com. When you have a minute, do follow me on social media and give me a click or a like or a tap to show me that you're out there. And remember, until next time, I want you to know more about IBD. Thank you.